You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 215, Favorite Feng Shui Spring Cleaning Rituals. Welcome to episode 215 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to check out our website. We have a mailing list with special opportunities and content and events only for our newsletter subscribers. So go to mindfuldesignschool.com or scroll down to the show notes and sign up for our mailing list. So we're really excited to have three of our graduates with us this time. Yes, we did this a few weeks ago with another group of grads, and we're calling it a podcast panel. And we invite three of our program grads, and the three that are here today are all certified feng shui consultants from the, our program, uh, the Mindful Design Feng Shui School program. And we welcome you all, and we're so happy to have you here. I will introduce each of them, and then we're going to the topic for today, which I'm going to get into in a second, is about springtime, this time of year. So we asked our grads to come with some thoughts, and so we're going to have a little discussion around that. And the three grads that are here are Mary Ladybird, and you can find her at Wonderspace. So her handle is Wonderspace Feng Shui. Susan Day, and you can find Susan at Susan Aligned Life, Susan's Aligned Life, and then Lalita Vaya Vananda, and you can find her at Lala Vananda, L-A-L-L-A-L-A-V-A-N-A-N-D-A. And just, I like to give like a frame of where you guys are all from. So Mary, where, where can we find you? Where are you located? Where are you joining us from? I am near Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, just outside Boston. Excellent. And Susan, where are you joining us from? I'm in Newfoundland in Canada. Excellent. And Lalita, where are you joining us from? I'm joining in from Rockville, Maryland. Okay. Great. So East Coasty. And yep. And Maritimey. Good. Okay. So as I mentioned, spring is coming. March 20th marks the beginning of spring, the spring equinox. And Angie and I, each year when we're doing our podcasts, our blogs, basically everything, we theme things to different times of the year. You probably just, you know, last week heard our chi, chi forecast. So it is a time when, you know, you want to clean your home, you want to cleanse your spirit, you want to really start to embrace and celebrate sunnier days that are coming, you know, planting seeds, both literally and energetically. And it's about new beginnings. So, you know, I think we're all hardwired as humans to just have this need to prepare um, for these days as they get like longer and warmer and brighter. So cleaning, purging. And so what we thought 
and then doing energetic work, obviously, and feng shui, feng shui inspired practices and feng shui practices, we thought to celebrate it, the panel will talk about their own stories, their own practices, feng shui or feng shui inspired spring cleaning rituals. And as we did last time when we did a panel, Angie will be asking them some, this pretty much the same question, and then they're going to share their thoughts and their personal stories with us. So are we ready to get started? Sure are. Okay. All right. We're going to start with Mary. So hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you here. So can you please share with us, Mary, and share with the listeners your favorite feng shui inspired ritual that you do to embrace the new energy of spring? Hmm. So spring for me is really about renewal. And when I think about renewal, I think about rebirth. And so I really want to embrace that going from winter of being like the Phoenix ashes into new growth of spring. And I like to begin by sitting in the center of my home and meditating there and connecting with the home spirit and giving it gratitude, thanking it for keeping me safe all winter and keeping me warm and just like listening to what it has to say. And then sometimes I even like to imagine in that meditative space, vines coming in and growing up my walls, just kind of in a sense, lifting the chi in the home. And after I do that, I, I can sometimes, I also imagine it can be like a cocoon and a, it's just a butterfly opening up its wings. And again, just bring in, it's all about just lifting the chi and raising the vibration. Once I do that, I like to actually start at the front door with some sage or a rattle and try to remove any dense or stuck energy that has settled over the winter. And I can sometimes even use a crystal wand that also makes a very high vibrational noise for sound clearing. And I walk around my home with those instruments, just trying to clear the space and any stuck energy. So I look also at doorways, behind doors, and any little tight corners or spaces just to kind of lift that and shake up the energy. And then also <laughs> when it's, so, you know, it's springtime. So I like to open up the doors after I do the ceremony and then just let the breeze of the, you know, the fresh air move through the home. And it's also like taking a deep breath for yourself. It's like, ah, it's like, you know, you go outside and you're like, you can smell spring in the air and just like breathing that, you know, life force energy in. And then lastly, I like to get a brand new plant and, you know, you can even put a nice little red ribbon on it and put it in the front steps of the door. And I just thank the guardian or the home spirit for caring and protecting me through the winter. Great. And that's, that's my ritual. I like it. So it's kind of a mix of both recognizing that clearing your home, which is of course why we're talking and we're feng shui practitioners. So this is what we do, but clearing your home, not only physical cleaning, but really the energetic cleaning of it. And that some listeners might be like, yeah, of course I get that. But for some people, it's a really new concept. And the things that you had mentioned really do speak to a celebration 
which I thought was really cool. And I liked the gratitude part, by the way. And also the importance of starting in the center as a feng shui practitioner. I really liked how you did that. We talk about the center in this podcast a lot about being a place to go to because it reverberates through the whole house, right? Mm. Yes. So I think, yeah, so I think you had some really good takeaways. And I like if someone didn't have, let's say, a high vibration crystal or something, could they use bells? Could they just use their voice? Like if you said, okay, I, I don't have something really simple, what would you say would mm -hmm. be good? I would say throw on your favorite music, anything that energizes you. And you can even use your hands and just go mm -hmm. and clap in those corners and you can even make it like a dance and a celebration of bringing in this new renewal and fresh energy to the space. Yeah, it really is a time of celebration for so many cultures to, again, just shake off winter, right? And I like I, I like to keep it simple and I really like the imagery. I By the way, I loved your visualization of the vines and anyone can do that. And that's, I, we were going to continue to talk about it and I'm sure some some of the other panelists have some thoughts on, on what that means, right? From a feng shui standpoint, your visualization of the vines, but thank you. That was awesome. Thank you so much, Mary. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. And next we have up Susan. So Susan, it's nice to see you. Thank you for inviting me here. So Susan, can you please share with us and the listeners, your favorite feng shui inspired ritual that you do to embrace the new energy of spring. Sure. I'd love to. It's a, a big time of celebration for me as well, because my birthday is actually on March to the 20th. So I always really enjoy the beginning of spring. And something I love to do is spend a lot of time outside and I'm lucky to live very close to nature in its kind of purest form. And I love bringing nature inside. I love doing that all, all seasons, but especially in the springtime, one of the things I do is collect some branches or boughs of some trees or shrubs around and bring them inside and put them in some water and they'll bloom and it's a nice boost of energy to see see those branches come to life so some of the the branches that i'd like to collect are pussy willows they're, they're always a really great one and if you live anywhere where they have a what's called a forsythia tree i don't they're they're pretty common i think in in all our areas they're yellow they have yellow buds on them and if you bring them inside before they bud when they're just um, the little green buds or even just brown branches stick them on water for a few days and you have all of a sudden beautiful yellow a vase of beautiful yellow flowers uh, you can also do that with dogwood so any kind of um, branch that if you look out in nature is starting to bud if you pick a few branches and bring it inside it like it speeds up that process and it's a really nice uh, energy boost uh, inviting that uh, wood element in and some color into your home this time of in the spring time of year if you can't get out in nature i always love to buy tulips or daffodils or any sort of spring bloom is really nice to bring into the home first of all happy birthday susan <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday on on this on the uh, spring equinox and yeah. fellow Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and she it's like always rolls her eyes whenever I have to mention the Canadian <laughs> thing. Yeah. So okay, like I really love 
those suggestions, A, they're simple, and B, the interaction with nature is really great. And as you mentioned, you have the luxury of being able to walk out in amongst nature. And for you, when you do walk out in, I mean, what do you feel, what do you think the benefits of actually getting out into nature, if you can, what for you, what does that give you? It helps me to really tune in to what's happening in the bigger picture of the world. And, you know, I love to pay attention to what's happening in nature all seasons. Mm -hmm. It helps me feel a little more at ease with my own life. I get to notice all the five elements, which is a big part of the feng shui practice, and then seeing the balance of yin and yang as well. And so in the springtime, particularly, I love to see after a very quiet, dormant winter out in, in nature, the little buds start to like, you start to see more green, of course, and, and even more like red and more color in general, you start to see more birds and animals. And uh, it's just really nice to see that awakening that that's mm -hmm. happening out in nature and starting to embrace a little more of the yang energy. Because right now, uh, you know, in the winter, we were just moving now out of yin season. And mm -hmm. it's really nice to feel that that yang energy and give us that boost. Uh, it's happening yeah. in nature. So it's going to have, you know, it's happening within us as well. Yeah, Cause we're connected. We're all connected mm -hmm. and being able to walk out in the woods. I mean, is a way a lot of people call it forest bathing or different, but, you know, simply it's just really connecting with, with the energy and the cycles of nature. And you mentioned, and, and I'll, I'll circle back because Mary also talked about it. So when, when just for our listeners, so when, when, when Mary is visualizing the Ivy, and when Susan is bringing in the the cuttings that become that continue to grow and leaf, they are both talking about this power of wood chi and wood energy, which is this season, which is the season of springtime. It's the new beginnings and it's the, the starting. And so, you know, even bringing those sprigs in or the visualization, if you can't, is really powerful a way to bring in that verdant. So when you think of the vernal equinox. It's literally verdant green, right? This is growth. It's really a, a powerful way to connect with that energy. Um, thank you, Susan. You're welcome. Thank you, Susan. And now we have Lalita. So Lalita, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, I'm really happy to see your face and I'm looking forward to you sharing with us and our listeners what your favorite feng shui inspired ritual is that you do to embrace the new energy of spring. So just coming from a more energetic background, I am um, a one of my background experiences as a yoga teacher and the style that I have been teaching the longest actually when I first started teaching is the style of yin yoga. So for those of you who may not be familiar with yin yoga, it's more of a slower paced practice. It's more of a meditative type practice where you, if you're in a class, you might just go through only six to eight poses and we're holding the poses for a period of time. The main difference is you're getting into the connective tissues and the joints, the fascia, the ligaments, as opposed to being in the musculature system in which a lot of the yang practices focus on. In terms of yin yoga, it does draw from principles of traditional Chinese medicine. So there is a focus on the five elements within yin yoga and 
as we're talking about wood energy for the spring, there are ways, there are certain poses that I like to focus on when it comes to that. Um, and the two organs that are associated with the wood chi would be the liver and the gallbladder. So in terms of doing yin yoga, as I mentioned, it's based on the traditional Chinese medicine with the belief of regulating the chi through our meridians, right? Which is the energetic points that run through the body. So in order to really get into the poses that might hit the gallbladder and the liver, as far as the liver, we would want to focus on the internal seam of the legs, which is the meridian that goes up into that organ. And some poses that might be beneficial for that is um, forward fold, frog, pose, squat, squatting, or dragonfly. And then in terms of the gallbladder, that meridian goes up on the outside of the legs. And some poses that can focus on those is the shoelace pose or the deer pose. So that's just more of the physicality of it, as, in, as Susan mentioned, you know, that this change is happening within us as well. So really targeting those points. And another thing that I like to do is just cleansing in general for the new season and cleansing the liver in particular, since that's the organ we are we were just referring to and activating that wood she within us. Since the wood is, you know, the wood, the spring is focused on moving forward and, and following through with plans and taking action. Thank you, Alita. Frog pose has to be one of the most, uh, that pose is very intense. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is because you, you're supposed to hold it typically for, I mean, quite a while, right? So it's pretty intense. Um, and it's interesting. Those poses really challenge um, uh, your patience and your being able to sit with certain things. And it's funny because wood chi is very much like do, go, activate. Right. And so it's actually probably a really good thing to adopt a yin practice in these times when, especially if you are a very woody person, right? And you're like the, like all you ever do is the yang yoga, you know, practices. And you that mean, you know, maybe you're a more woody person to sort of practice these more yin, this yin energy yoga is probably much better to to balance out as well but that was really interesting thank you and i'm glad you touched on the organs because it is important because again these practices are interconnected yes you know all three of you have studied feng shui but you also i think what's come through is that you all have your own prior modalities or all other modalities or practices that you do you know from you know uh, energetic practices and space clearing that you know mary was talking about susan is you know her tapping into all of these five element outdoor living so close to nature and really seeing and understanding and alita you know touching on the body the energetic body i think it's been really powerful so we can see how spring cleaning is a lot more than just sweeping, although sweeping is really important. Okay. I am going to ask this last question. I wasn't sure if I was going to, and I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to ask you each very quickly to share. Do you personally have an intention? It doesn't have to be a groundbreaking earth shattering intention. What is something you're working on right now or mindful of right now with this new energy coming in? And I'll start with Mary. Yeah. So I've been really thinking about diet you know, in the winter, I like the soups, I like the carbs and the desserts. 
And when spring comes, I'm like, oh, my body's ready to lighten up. It wants the green leaves. So I like to lighten up my body as well. Um, But a theme or an intention that's really like processing right now is just coming to a state of almost like emptiness and creating that, that fertile soil for the new beginnings. So I have to like remove out things, even if it's in my mind or my thoughts or my home. And that way I can allow in something new. Very nice. Nicely said. Susan, can you share with us an intention, thought, theme, whatever comes to mind? Sure. Uh, As we move towards the spring, I think what I really like to focus on is the return of the light and the return of the young energy. Uh, Where I live, it is quite dark and cold Mm -hmm. in the winter. So I'm really looking forward to the return of some more of that uh, young energy and really embracing that and with the new beginnings and, and starting some things that I've kind of been, you know, thinking of in my head and writing about, but actually starting to do more, mm-hmm. uh, even though I already do a lot, doing more with intention and purpose and ease. Uh, and the like energies, yeah. yeah, the energy and the energy's with you that. right now. So it's yeah. kind of hard to force through that in the winter months. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Lalita. Um, as you mentioned, um, Laura, like having that balance of the yin and the yang, and I'm um, just really using this yin time and yin energy coming out of the winter to fuel the yang and my yang practice um, and, you know, more activity that will be going on. So my intention will be to move forward and follow through in terms of um, my plans for my personal and business ventures. Mm-hmm. It's a good time of year to do that. Plant seeds, let them and help those seeds grow. Yeah. Thank you all. That was great. Thank you for sharing. Angie, do you have any closing thoughts or? No, but could you do a top line review of the each, each thing? What, each thing? Everyone, what each person talked about? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. All right. <clears throat> no, that's okay. Let's see how how quick my my brain is working. Now I'm just teasing. Okay, so thank you, Mary, for walking us through a very simple but beautifully visual. I like that the way you visualized your clearing, and I think my take my takeaway was, and I'm hoping that it was for listeners as well, is that a you can do it through visualization by sitting in the center of your home and again visualizing that wood chi and using vibration to clear and you gave some great suggestions if you you know of using your voice or a crystal susan who lives in a beautiful part of the world that I, I, not many people are fortunate to visit and it is on my list newfoundland which is absolutely gorgeous it is like you're on a different planet sometimes it's so amazing and for her to be able to talk to us about how she connects with nature because she is really close to the rocks, the water, the wood, all of it. So I think it was really great to hear her perspective. And Lalita, who walked us through her yogic practice and Chinese medicine, connecting it to the physical body, the energy, her energetic practice that that connects with the physical body because they're so well, it's the yin and the yang, right, of the physical body. And talking about how she uses her yogic practice to open up to this new wood energy. Did I do a good job? 
<laughs> yes, everyone's I feel like, I was, I feel like I was getting quizzed. Was Were you listening? Well, that's what you get for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always such a pleasure to see our graduates. Be sure to check out Mary Ladybird, Susan Day, and Lalita Vaya-Vananda, right? Mm-hmm. And if you go to the show notes, we'll have a link to their Instagram pages as well. So thank you all for joining us. And thank you also listeners for listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new podcast episode. And if you like our podcast in this episode, please share it with others. If you didn't know, Laura and I teach a feng shui certification program. That's where we met these lovely, beautiful women that have joined us today. And I'm so proud of each of them and I'm so grateful to have met them and and that they've become a part of our lives. So be sure to check them out and also check out our certification and mini courses. That's a really great way to support the podcast. If you'd like to explore what we do more, visit us at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.